0: Hello, my friends. I am going to really get right to the interview with Jess Roud, who's an intimacy coach and a movement specialist. Um, We're going to be talking today about learning how to unlock emotion and find pleasure in movement. And also we're talking about something called the erotic blueprint. This is fascinating. And I want to let you know that she does provide a link to a free quiz that you can take to find your erotic blueprint and your partner can take it too. So please don't miss the show notes, check them out. And I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. If you've ever felt, um, you know, inhibited in any way, like i do i still feel and i talk about pelvic health for a living and i still feel awkward and inhibited when it comes to some of this stuff that we discussed today, um, so it's not at all an inappropriate episode, but you might want to listen to it, you know, by yourself or without the little ones al- around. It's totally, you know, not explicit, nothing like that. But again, it's more of a personal nature, so just um, decide how you want to listen to it. Fair warning, and I hope you will enjoy. And like I said, please do check the show notes. Enjoy the show. I want to introduce you today. The class made me cry. This is the first time I've ever taken a movement class that has actually made me ball my eyes out at the end. So that's really how I wanted to kick this off. Jess, Jess Roud, will you say hi to my friends? And then I want to share a little bit more about this class.
1: Hello. Hello, amazing beings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you, honey. Yeah. so I took an online um, sensual movement class with Jess, so totally online, she's in California and I'm in Germany. And I, you know, I'm a yoga teacher. I do hip circles all day long. You guys know that if you watch FemFusion videos, you know that I love fitness. I love movement. I've never experienced a class that has made me have such strong emotions as this class that Jess did. And and I'd heard in my yoga teacher training, I'd heard, you know, that that some Students might end up having emotions. They might have tears in some of the classes and just to be prepared for that But I've never personally experienced that until I was doing this class with Jess It was about an hour long. The point of the the class is just to very very much embody yourself I guess that's how I'll describe it. I'll let Jess describe it as well, but you're you're embodying You and you're getting in touch with your own body your own movement and You're on the floor the whole time and it's very slow And I'm very used to fitness, you know So I'm used to kind of getting my sweat on and almost like choreographed routines and kind of having a plan But in this class just showed us what to do But it was very clear that we didn't have to follow her and it was very slow-moving we could all sort of do our own thing. And I'd never experienced that in my life. It was so freeing and somehow just so incredibly emotional. So what I want to do, first of all, is have Jess maybe share a little bit on the power of this type of movement, slow, kind of more sensual movement. And by that, I don't necessarily just mean like, sexy, I mean like you're really in your senses like you're really feeling all of your senses are turned on and so it is sexy, but it was that very slow sensual movement how that can unlock emotions and how if you've never experienced that maybe how somebody might begin to experience finding pleasure in movement So that's a big question to lead with Jess, but I want (laughs) to start with movement and then I also want to move into finding your erotic blueprint, which is something that you are an expert in. So you guys, we have so much goodness in store. I just can't even wait to get into this. Jess, please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit more about who you are. And then again, maybe we can dive into that movement piece first.
1: Okay, (laughs) that is a follower. And um, hello, I am Jess Roud and I am a Central Embodiment Movement teacher. I am also a certified Erotic Blueprint coach. And um, I have been doing movement probably since I was six. So we're like a good 30-some years in there. <laughs> and um, I, I had taken, like you, Brie. I'd done exercise classes and dance classes and never really had an embodied movement experience. Because yes, those are very, can be very choreographed. And, you know, finding this movement where the point of it is actually to plug you into your body in the exact moment to moment, um, which is all about the slowing down, right? So you mentioned how you've never moved that slowly. And the thing is, we move at lightning speed through life constantly, or running everywhere. We run to the grocery store, we run to get lunch, we run, you know, we're running around with kids if we have kids, or you know, every everything's demanding our attention. And, you know, as as women especially, we, you know, tend to end up very cut off from our bodies. And very cut off from the present moment and like the moment to moment movement of our bodies. And So this movement um, is attuning into your senses and allowing your senses to start to pull you into exactly where you are, like in space and time, like on the planet right now, like where you're sitting, like feeling the chair underneath you, feeling like there's air, cool air maybe moving across your skin, and feeling how that pulls you into your body in an entirely different way, right? so um you know it's it's really about reclaiming our our time for ourselves, reclaiming um pleasure and indulgence of just being us for us <laughs> you know um you know as as women, especially growing up um like I'm in the u s here a lot of patriarchy, right, you know a lot of what we've grown up with is our body is for someone else. Yeah. Yeah. You know, our pleasure is for someone else. And, um, you know, coming into sensual embodied movement is a reclaiming of your body for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, in all, and not just from like the patriarchy, but like, you know, we have all, we're in, inundated with all of these messages of, being dissatisfied with ourselves, of how we should be changing, of how we can be better, of all these things, and this embodied movement allows you to tune into you exactly where you are, and that you're just flipping fantastic, mm-hmm. exactly as you are. You don't need. There's nothing you need to change in this moment. You can just enjoy who you are and all the sensations of your being right now. You don't have to wait for. Anything that society has told you that you have to change or wait for
0: <laughs> yeah and that's one thing that so, I about the the class that I participated in is I feel like the participants because <clears throat> we were on like a zoom type online meeting, they were all different ages, different body types, different types you know different types of people it, it appeared, and I loved that that it was just. Come as you are and enjoy your body as you are. And it felt very accepting. And I just think that any woman listening right now might think, "Well, well, first of all, what does this even I mean? Like, how could I do this? Jess and Bree are talking about this. I don't, you know, have a class I can go to. I don't want to do an online class. How could somebody start in the body they're in right now? If they age, the size, the shape, whatever it is, how could they start right now? slowing down and tuning in and moving their body in this way. Do you have any like practical tips?
1: Well, so many, so (laughs) many ways that I could go with that, but you know, if you're just for a moment, just for this moment, if you just close your eyes, if you're listening, just in this moment and just as you inhale, Feel the temperature of of the air moving onto your tongue. Feel the sensation of your feet touching the floor or wherever you're sitting. Feel what your body is actually resting on. What your body is actually resting against. Maybe it's soft. Maybe it's a little rough. And then just noticing the sensations that are on your skin. Feeling... Where like you may be, where your clothes may be touching you. Maybe if you have longer hair, your hair is just tickling gently over your shoulders. So just feeling that and just inhaling. And I know you're all about the pelvis. So feeling how you can kind of flutter your pelvic floor muscles. And just noticing. it's all just information that you're taking in of the pleasure of your body. And then just feeling as you inhale how your chest rises and falls. And you can follow that movement. Maybe your shoulders lift a little into a shrug. Feeling how your body can just start to move with your breath. And it doesn't have to be anything crazy or big. It's just feeling the allowance, just feeling you know what is here right now. And, you know, I'm actually tapping in a little bit to some erotic blueprint stuff and what we call pleasure first. So we're really trained to look for, you know, places of pain in our body. So my invitation is to look for places of pleasure and what feels pleasurable in this moment. Maybe there's warmth of where you're, like, my arms are crossed. I can feel the warmth of my hand on my arm. I can feel... Just, I can feel that flutter in my pelvis and just feeling the strength and power of my muscles and the curiosity of that. So just being curious with your body as you just breathe and just kind of sink in. Just noticing where you might be holding tension and just an invitation, just noticing and let your exhale just soften that, Just kind of breathe that out. So just inhaling, feeling it fill you up fully, holding it for a moment, taking an extra sip, holding it for an extra moment, then just, ah, just feeling how your body softens, your body let go.
0: So, I mean, that's, that's beautiful. That Mm -hmm. felt like I'm, I'm partially doing it myself. And so it's really just that sensing into your body and then breathing with it and then kind of allowing your body to move however you want to move. I think, I think we're all told to sit still when we're little kids and to hold still Mm -hmm. and to not not be sensual. I mean, my God, you wouldn't want to be sensual. (laughs) Like you wouldn't want to move in a way that would draw attention to yourself or anything like that. Like, I think that's the kind of the conditioning that we unconsciously feel our whole lives. And so the idea of like breathing and then allowing yourself to just kind of move with the breath is really new, I think for a lot of people. So I love, I love that you just introduced that. I mean, it's kind of like very simple and very, it's, it's really not a whole lot of movement we're talking about. We're not talking about dance moves or something, but it's totally mind blowing, really. I mean, it's totally mind expanding to move and breathe in however your body feels called to move and breathe and to not feel weird about it.
1: Well, and the thing about embodiment is like, we've been taught to worry about how things look yeah. a lot, right? But when you tap into how it feels and you're finding the pleasure, there, there is nothing hotter than, a, you know, someone in pleasure, really. So if you're just, even just in that little bit of just taking that time for yourself and finding pleasure in that moment like it's like it's your sensuality allows you to tap into your sexuality really yeah you know into like those deeper la- levels and that's not um especially if you know we'll, we'll get into rock blueprint but especially if sensual is something that you cultivated or something that you're curious about cultivating um yeah <laughs> I, was never- I was like i'm like
0: No, let's actually talk about erotic blueprint next because that's a big topic that I'd like to dive into. But what you said just reminded me of something that I heard a long time ago. I took some, just some random pole dancing classes. It was so, so fun. And I remember the instructor saying that there's nothing sexier than a woman who takes her time. And I, Mm -hmm. it, it stuck with me. Because again, back to what we said at the beginning, I don't need to (laughs) repeat it again, but I mean, we we all, we just move so fast and we think we have to do things right to make it look sexy or to make it just look good, you know, or just to do it, quote unquote, air quotes, you know, do it right to do it, do it right. So we get the good grades. So we get the good thumbs up from people or to, you know, whatever, whatever right means. So we, we've got to do it crisp and we've got to do it right. And we got to do it fast, but it's so true that when you slow down, it, automatically just it looks sexy and it feels good and we don't have to move so fast and we don't have to be so perfect um i in the class that i took from you i found that when i slowed down it just felt so much better when i tried to kind of do the moves fast the way my body wanted to do i just looked i felt kind of awkward but when i slowed down i thought yes, this, this is what we, this is what we need to do. This feels so good. This feels sexy. And so if I could just encourage anybody to just, just slow down their movements, even just slow down their walking for the day, that might be kind of a cool place to start too. Don't you think just to slow down and feel the grace and the curves and like the natural lilt to how you want to walk and Mm -hmm. not to suppress it, not to suppress your hips swaying side to side or your you know, whatever, not to suppress any any of it. Yeah.
1: Well and and to know that you're worth taking time for.
0: Oh girl, yes. Wow, that just gave me shivers right there. You're worth taking time for. Ooh, you just <laughs> nailed that one. That felt good to me. Oh, okay. Well, let's talk about erotic blueprint because I know that um and you know I'm really curious about this because you are a coach for this. You're an an intimacy coach for couples and individuals, Mm -hmm. right? And my whole platform is about pelvic health and women's wellness. So I think that this really goes in really, really well with a lot of what I talk about. And um, I'm super curious about this just on a personal level. I mean, I've been, my husband and I are very happily married. We've been married for 15 years and Mm -hmm. you know, I think an intimacy coach might be helpful in my life right now. So anything you can share with me about the erotic blueprint and also just about your work as an intimacy coach, maybe share what you do a little bit woven into the erotic blueprint.
1: Um, Well, I'll start with the erotic blueprint.
0: So we've been
1: talking about sensuality and like tapping into your sensuality and um, there's is essential erotic blueprint. So there's five erotic blueprints total, and sensual is one of them. And um, some of and what the erotic blueprints are is a basically a language for your turn on and your arousal, how you experience pleasure, and you essentially were you know created with the ability to experience all of them. And to speak all of them. And as you move through life and as you experience life, you have cultivated one or more over the others. And so you're just more fluent in in one of these languages or maybe two of these languages um, than others. And so the central blueprint is really... um, They love anything that titillates the senses, like really delicious yummy food, tantalizing smells, textures. um, You know, that beauty brings them pleasure. And for all these blueprints, there's like you have superpowers and then they have um, what we call shadows or what I call like they have challenges. And, you know, you can have challenges in any of these blueprints because you, are, can be fluent in all of them. So for a sensual, um, one of the shadows is because you're so in tune with the beauty of your environment and the textures and the sensations, if they you know if you're in the minute to that moment and there's like socks on the floor, you may like pop right out of it, right and be like, oh crap, I have to do laundry. Oh no, like all your brain just goes in all these other directions, right? So it just may pull you, that sensual intuition may pull you out of the moment, um, and sometimes your uh, like orgasm orgasm can actually be like you get right to the edge of it, and that just seems to dissipate. So it can be very frustrating for you and a partner. Um, and I'm just going to come back. Normally, I go I start with energetic, but yeah, we were already on the sensual, and I come up to energetic. So the one of the other blueprints is called energetic. And energetics are titillated by space and tease and anticipation. And one of their superpowers is that they, the actual experience before they're even touched can actually be more titillating for them. Like they immediately find more arousal and more pleasure without even having, you know, their body interacted with or touched. Um, In fact, they can actually orgasm without being touched at all. Which is just extraordinary, (laughs) Um, and you know also because they are um, they're also highly sensitive to like um, you know energy, obviously energetic, which means that um, you know as a as a challenge for the energetic blueprint, um, and if you have this shadow, you are you're, you're so in tune that if something's going on with your partner. Like energetically, it can pull you out of the moment too. Um, they also, because there's, you know, energetic kind of comes with, you know, some enli- there's a, an enlightenment. There's um, there there can be very spiritual about their sexuality. There can be a challenge in that they feel that their sexuality is the best, <laughs> and there could be a little bit of hierarchical thinking mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. In that, well, my way is so much better than all the other ways, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Maybe a little bit of a challenge there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I mean, I'm I'm going to come back to the sensual, and I will say that one of the big things about sensual is that um, they actually need to relax in order to have, um, in order to have intercourse, in order to have um, sex. I I don't like to use it just as sex because all of this. All of the titillation, all of that is included um, in the realm of sex, right? It's not as specific as some of us um, have a definition for which actually pulls me into the sexual. So there's a third blueprint is sexual. And sexuals um, can go zero to 60. They're like ready to go. They just love orgasm. They love genitals. They love nudity um they love skin on skin contact uh and they're really playful um and because like they're 0 to 60 ready to go one of their challenges is that they don't understand necessarily the journey that some other blueprints need to get there so you know they they don't necessarily um understand the sensuals need to relax before they have orgasm and before they have um, sex. Like, they're just like, well, that's, but it's so easy. I'm just like, let's, let's just go do this. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, you know, one of their other challenges is that because they are so focused on orgasm, they can kind of miss out on what their on other things that their partner needs, Right. Like some of the foreplay and the, you know, relaxation and the um, some energy (laughs) play that, you know, their partner might need. Um, And that's going to bring me into the fourth blueprint, which is the kinky blueprint. So kinky, um, many of you may have gone like directly into kink and be thinking about whips, chains, and handcuffs right now. And um the kinky blueprint actually encompasses anything that feels taboo to you. So anything that feels like an edge for you. So that for some people could be, you know, having sex in a completely new position. That could be having sex with the lights on, or that could be like I want to go take a Shivari class and learn how to tie up my partner <laughs> um, or be tied up for my partner. So it's really um they're turned on by, you know, pushing the edges of what they know and what they, you know, they're very curious about playing and new and things. They're very um, adventurous in that way. And they also um, are really great at communication. Like if they're, you know, if they're, um, and I'll get into the shadow a little bit, but if they're not in, in shame about any of their desires, then they're really good at communicating what they want. And I know I'm giving you a lot of information and talking really quickly. (laughs) Sorry, Sorry. a little bit of a cough there. So, um, you know, the the Kinky uh, Blueprint, you know, there's just like a wide bandwidth for, you know, possibilities there. And, you know, a lot of our desires when they are pushing edges can end up being shamed by others or there can be guilt around that. And so there's some challenges that happen for the kinky where, you know, they, even without others, you know, weighing in on anything, you know, they themselves can feel some judgment and, you know, possible shame or guilt around what it is they actually want to desire and explore. Um, You know, so that, that can be a challenge for them. And, you know, it's, there's, a, there's actually two different types of um, kinky. There's sensation-based kinky, and there's also psychological. So, you know, role-playing and like the mental side of that might be really titillating, or like the sensation of like actually having like rope or just playing with feathers or whatever it is you're exploring with. And you can have both, but just knowing that there's actually a lot of different realms to explore in there. Um, and one of the one of the superpowers of a kinky is that you know they too, similar to energetics, can actually find orgasm without being touched, especially through like psychological sensation and stuff. So, um, and they can go into something called subspace, which you know they see colors and like all kinds of you, you hear all kinds of fun stories. <laughs> um, so those are the first four. Erotic blueprint, and um, I will say one more thing about the pinky is that one of the shadows can be that when you're exploring you find a particular turn on and um, you kind of get stuck in that, and that all of a sudden you just this is the only way that you can find that turn on and say that happens to be that you found that this yellow raincoat really plugs you in and and like just dials you up well in the middle of summer if it's like 110 degrees outside that may you know be a little bit hard on (laughs) on the pleasure senses um and a yellow raincoat. but you know it could you know just knowing that that is can be a struggle that you know you can get kind of into a groove and then it might end up not serving you at some point um and then there is the fifth Which is called the shapeshifter. So, the shapeshifter blueprint means that you speak all four of the other blueprints fluently. So, that means that you can play in all of the other realms. And that your capacity for pleasure is just extraordinary. Now, these are, you know, the blueprints that, you know, they want to go away for an entire weekend.
0: And they just want to play
1: the entire weekend, (laughs) just nonstop. And and because they have so much capacity and so many different avenues and different languages, different blueprints that they speak, um, you know, they want to play in them all. And so their turn on can come from wanting all of those different blueprints and stations at the same time. Or, you know, they can also want one at a time. And what their challenge is, and what their struggle is, is that because they can play this whole realm, they can play the whole orchestra, so to speak, um, you know, and they enjoy it all, they can feel like they're too much, you know, if they're with a a partner who, you know, may not be as expanded in their blueprints as they are, they can feel like they're too much, that, you know. Um, and they also can shape shift to only speak in their partner's blueprint. So thereby not getting fed in all the ways they want to get fed or not even realizing how they want to get fed because they're so focused on giving pleasure to their partner. Mm -hmm. So they can end up a little starving. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so it's, I'm curious, did some of the things that I just talked about resonate for you? Yeah,
0: right. well, that's what that's what I was thinking. I was like, ooh, okay. So basically what you, you do is you kind of think to yourself, which one of those really spoke to me? And when I'm thinking about, I, I'm thinking for me, like the sensual one is probably the one that speaks to me the most because like you were saying, like I definitely, if there's any reason for me not to be relaxed or thinking about something else, or again, like you mentioned the socks on the floor or the dishes in the sink, like that's really easy to pull me out of the moment. So I feel I mm-hmm. feel like that's probably me. And it, it actually seems like I can identify some of my friends too that I, I think that they would, you know, maybe say the same thing. Um, but, you know, elements of the other ones resonated too. It's just that one that one definitely spoke to me.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it may, you know, that may be the blueprint you've cultivated the most. So there's a, there's actually a quiz you can take online, um, you know, and there's also a course that you can take. Um, and I can send you the link for that if you, you know, to share. <laughs> and um, you know, it it just allows you to dive deeper because there's so many facets to the blueprints. Like once you kind of start to know and there's, you really tie into that curiosity of, oh, I wonder what I am. And then, you know, well, how do I embody that? You know, I'm learning how to figure that in, in an embodied way um, through what we call pleasure mapping and, you know, playing some games that we, we talk about. And then also, like, learning your partners mm-hmm. and learning the differences there. And then, you know, there's also, like, learning how to feed, like, feed your partner's blueprint. Learning how to speak in your, like, how you want to be spoken to, like, actually verbally. Um, also with, like, your body language. Like, what is your body? What arouses your body that way mm-hmm. in this particular blueprint? Um and then how to heal, how to, how to heal and work with the shadows and those challenges, um, if they're coming up for you. And then how do I expand? Like, okay, well, I know that I have these things. I've, I've just, I've figured out that I'm sensual and, you know, I'm really curious about, like, the energetic. I'm really curious about the kinky or the sexual. How do I expand into that? Like, what are, how can I start exploring that for myself? Um, you know, and then how will ultimately, you know, all of that leads into you having freaking you know, hot sex for a
0: lifetime yeah.
1: of just exploring and
0: playing. I love this because, again, like like I said earlier, fifteen years into marriage, everything is great. But I think that you do get well. To speak for myself, we you know get into a bit of a rut. Things are kind of the same, and I think that this is something we've certainly never explored: is the different blueprints. Obviously, mm-hmm. he might have a different blueprint than I and. um I really think it's it's interesting to think of the, like you said, like the kinky and the um, energetic. I mean, those are definitely things that I, yeah, I've never really, I've never really thought about it before. And it's kind of like, oh, that's interesting that kinky doesn't have to mean whips and chains which hey, that's great whips and chains, but it doesn't necessarily speak to me. It's fine if it speaks to somebody else, but I love that you're like, it could just be um, a different location or different, you know, it's whatever is a little bit unique to you and a little bit titillating to you. So that's really, really yeah. interesting to just open up, open up the mind a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the, the great thing about what I love teaching about the blueprints because um and playing in them because, it, you know, as you learn and as you teach your partner or our partners, mm-hmm. um, you know, you have a common language and you can start talking and that just allows you to explore and play more because it's all just about discovery. Um, You know, and, you know, some couples are, you know, they are in a place where they're like, well, we've kind of been doing the same thing and now we're just curious about, you know, maybe there's more that we can play with. Or, you know, you have couples that have found themselves to be in, in an almost sexless or sexless marriage. And you know, through you know, just not having an understanding of how to connect to one another in an intimate way, mm-hmm. you know. And there's you know, obviously, could be other things going on. But one of the things that my mentor speaks to is that compatibility is kind of a myth. Chemistry isn't a myth, but compatibility is is kind of a myth. It's just about um, learning tools and language. And really, you could be the greatest kinky lover of all time, but if your partner is you know, sensual, and you're not speaking sensual. They're not going to get pleasure from whatever it is you're giving. So
0: right? you're saying that compatibility is a myth. You said, meaning though that you mm-hmm. can essentially you can learn though you can learn that okay yeah so it isn't, it's not like you have yeah you can mm-hmm. go ahead
1: yeah because once you know once you learned that that you have different blueprints. Mm-hmm. Then you can be like, oh, well what am I curious about in your blueprint mm-hmm. that we haven't played in, that we haven't explored in. And what are you curious about in my blueprint? And what do I actually need? And what do you actually need? And where can we meet in the middle?
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: and how um we, we have these things called, you know, sex life challenges or sex labs and you know, just it's all about playing and exploring with your partner and with yourself. You don't have to have a partner to explore your blueprint. It's great to just know your own body and just, you know, what it is you desire and how to actually feed yourself really, which is also a part of learning about your own blueprint. Uh,
0: yeah. And yet another thing that I think we just aren't open at, not again. I'm speaking for myself to be honest with you. And I work in this, I work in the world of pelvic health. I've written a book about pelvic health and I still find myself feeling um, inhibited when it comes to talking about this kind of subject um even with my partner and mm. even, uh, you know working with myself like it's I just think that this conversation is not something that is open for most people this is new to so many people so I love that you're saying you could even just start with yourself and just because it might be intimidating for some people to speak with their partners about this right off the bat um Well, yeah. I mean, and and learning about it for
1: yourself gives you the language to then start to share with your partner Mm -hmm. and be like, "Hey, I learned something new. Do you want to play with me? Do you want to play in this? I have some homework. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I'd like to just, I'd like to just. I'm curious about this for us. Um, You know, I'm curious about this for me. You know, so, so yeah. You know, it's something that you know. It only takes one. I love that. It really does.
0: Well, and I'd love, um, as we wrap up, I'd love to know, I'm sorry to put you on the spot right here, but do you have a story (laughs) maybe from your own life about this in your own life or in a client's life? Do you have some story that comes to mind about, like a success story, I guess I'd say, of using the erotic blueprint? I guess for me, it's it's both
1: a a success and um, freeing story. Because, you know, I, I was someone who found myself in like a nearly sexless marriage. And I'm a sensuality teacher and I am totally tuned in to like, you know, my eroticism and just arousal in a lot of ways. And when I discovered the blueprints, like, um, like I had been feeling almost broken, like, because I didn't want to have, you know, sex with my partner. I didn't even really want to be touched by my partner at that point. And I was like, this is not me. Because I'm like a big hugger. (laughs) I'm a very touchy-feely person. So it was a very confusing place to be. And, yeah, it felt like there was something wrong with me. Or that I was broken. Or that, oh, well, there goes the libido. You know, I guess that's just how life is. And, by the way, it's not. (laughs) Any age. Any age. (laughs) Um, Pleasure. Any age. So, uh you know some of the blueprints was such an aha because I was like, Oh, we have very different blueprint, different blueprints, and I have been overriding my nose about my own body, and learning that and learning about the language together, we were actually able to have conversations about it and to start playing and Seeing, like, how we could reconnect intimately. And, you know, why I say it's a a success and freeing in that I started fully owning my body again. And, like, because a lot of the times in, you know, in partnerships, um, there's a misconception that all of a sudden we own each other's bodies. Mm -hmm. Like, we're married, your body's mine to do with whatever... And that's not actually true. Um, and so it was, it was a reclaiming of my body and in, in, in owning, you know, when I really was a yes and when I was really a no. And also in intimacy, being able to be like, I just need us to pause for a moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just, you know, because um, as an energetic, you also can get really overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And like completely disassociate and kind of fly out
0: of your body. That's your blueprint—is an energetic. My
1: my blueprint was um, more like energetic kinky, and then as time has gone on, it's shifted more into shifter mm-hmm. And it, your your blueprints do change as you change mm-hmm. and expand. Um, and you know, it instead of like me being like, I need just a pause for a moment. A moment in that like shutting us down completely and like everybody being really disappointed. It just gave us a moment to take a breath and for me to be like, okay, my yeses right now are <laughs> and we can continue to play. And you know, we are my, my partner and I are going to be separating. He and I are going to be separating. Um, but I now am more in tune to what I need and what my body needs and. He's more in tune to what he needs and what his body needs. And um it and towards the end, we actually found more intimate consent than we had at our entire marriage. But obviously, you know, learning that we're like, oh, the intimacy wasn't the issue.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, oh, interesting. Yeah. So the, the yeah. life yeah. improved, the intimacy improved, but you realized you'd become different people in the in over time, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, and so you know that's why I say it's like a success and freedom story. Yeah, um, just that we now know better, like our now we know fully ourselves, and you know what we are going to be able to speak to with our next partners.
0: I think yeah. ultimately that is definitely a success story. You know, in the end, and and everybody <laughs> is you know has learned so much from this. So wow. This is wonderful. It gives me like a lot to think about right now. My brain is just going and I love that you <laughs> said there's a quiz because I think that, you know, it's something that people probably need to kind of spend a little time on and kind of see the questions and focus on what their own answers would be. So I will be sure to put that link in, mm-hmm. the, in the show notes. Um, and just where could people find you if they wanted to connect more and talk about your work? Um, I mean, well, you can find me on Facebook, just, just route, or you can find me at ignited
1: com. Okay. So yeah, my company is ignited awareness. And as like you see just being aware that the run blueprints are out there is just kind of eye opening, and there's so much more possibility. Mm-hmm. So I turn myself a body possibility coach often because like our, there really are endless possibilities when it comes to our pleasure, yeah so.
0: oh, I love that what what a thing what a fun thing to think about and there 's you know some dark times going on right now there's some heavy emotional <laughs> times in the world right now, and I love this focus on pleasure and just pleasure in our own little body capsules that we have right here on us. you know we don 't have to go anywhere yeah. it 's right here. So, yeah, this has been amazing talking about movement, talking about pleasure of all sorts. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, Jess. I I appreciate you.
1: Well, thank you for having me on. It's been a delight.
0: You're welcome. I will definitely put all the information below. So I'll say goodbye and goodbye to everybody else. Bye. Thank you for listening to the entire show. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend, let her know how it helped you and what you learned and why she might like it too. And if you would like a free downloadable video portfolio that includes the inner core energizer routine that's found in my book, lady bits, plus the first seven days of my ab camp series. Simply leave a review of this podcast on iTunes and then send a screenshot of of your review to me, Brianne, at femfusionfitness.com. Again, that's Brianne at femfusionfitness.com. I will personally get back to you with your free downloadable video portfolio. I will see you next time. And remember, you don't have to be an expert, but every woman should know a bit.